Help I Got a Mac podcast episode number 138. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Help I Got a Mac podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm Chris Bynum. And we are here each and every week, my friends, to give you the latest and the greatest in all things related to Apple. Yes. From Mac OS 10 to iOS. Exactly. And of course, we're going to share with you the latest and greatest of what's going on in our world as it relates to Apple. And of course, we also each and every week take your phone calls, answer your questions, and you can call those questions in 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 859-795-4067. And wow, I still sound funny in my ears. Do I sound funny to you, Chris? You sound... What's funny is when you listen to it, it affects your speech, so you get a little slushy, too. I do. It's like, man, I can't even talk. I I sound weird when I talk right now. It's like if if you've ever been in a a, uh, really echoey room or an arena and tried to use the microphone, Mm -hmm. it's really disorienting. It is a little (laughs) bit. It's it's, it's weird. You just got to push through it. My voice is so present to me, and uh, and it's it's weird. Okay. So I'm going to continue to try to ignore that and uh we'll move on with the show so what's going on in the world of apple let's talk about that um okay (laughs) (laughs) it's funny in my notes it says this document requires a newer version of pages oh oh yes yeah i'm not sure what that means okay i thought i'd throw that to you okay well i'll tell you what i put this in the show notes yesterday because i had a client who sent me over a a, a, an attachment, a word document, or a, okay, a text document in Pages, and I'm thinking, okay, no big deal. I happen to have purchased Pages when it first came out. I, 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 this, this should not be one of those issues. Boy, did I ever hate it on the Windows side of the world when I used to have Microsoft Word. And then all of a sudden, somebody would send you a document file, and it says, you need a newer version of Word to be able to open this. And I'm thinking, okay, Apple would never do something like that, right? Wrong. No, no. If if I want to open up this document with 35 different website addresses, usernames, and passwords, I have to go buy the latest version of Pages? Seriously? Yeah, that's that's pretty crummy. That that that's I've ran into that on the other side because I've got the newest version of Pages. So I got to be really like aware of what I'm doing. I don't know. I, it shouldn't be a big deal. Like doc files, pretty much nowadays you could save a doc file and it'll open anywhere. Yeah, yeah they really they really need to fix that. Well, I agree. Not only that, but I couldn't. So I so I did the next logical thing, which was to upload it to Google Docs. Right, Google Docs. So surely they'll convert it. Uh-uh, no deal. Wow. That wouldn't work. And so then I'm like looking at my my um I'm looking at my Skype uh contact list and I'm looking for somebody, you know, not just anybody I know that has a Mac and who would have the latest version of Pages, but it's got to be somebody that I mean, I trust 
like implicitly, you know, because this is this is an entire list of a client's usernames and passwords. And, and I wasn't on Skype. You weren't on Skype at the time, and and Father Roderick did not have uh, uh, didn't have pages, and and to be honest with you, I just didn't feel like going anywhere there. So the next logical step behind that was to actually have my virtual assistant see if she could find somebody at CVA who had a Mac who had the latest version of Pages. Somebody over there at CVA has to have it. My virtual assistant firm. Um, so that was the next logical step. But guess what happened? I look at my desktop where I had drugged the Pages file to. <laughs> And I saw this thumbnail, and I clicked the little space bar, and it brings up a preview. Not just not just a preview of of the first page, but I can actually scroll through the entire document. Sure, I can preview the document. I can screen capture it, which I did, and print the screen capture. But I can't open it in Pages. I am frustrated, Apple. That is stupid. Yeah, it, it actually works the same way, too. Let's say you get a PowerPoint document, and you don't have PowerPoint or Keynote on your computer. You mm-hmm. can still preview it. It's ridiculous. Which, I mean, I guess it's pretty cool, but it's kind of a bummer that you can't even like open it like up in a simple view to print or something like that. Yeah. They should, they should at least let you do that. It, um, I, I just I hate this stuff more than anything. And as a matter of fact, I am now convinced, Apple, I will never purchase an update of pages in the future ever never okay, I'll, I'll, I'll buy it sorry apple i'll buy it for you anyway <laughs> it's frustrating Ugh. you know I, I, you you would think we would just be beyond backwards compatibility for a word document somebody who wants to share you know just a couple of usernames and passwords i mean that's silly I wonder what would happen if you just tried to print it straight from the file. I don't know. I it, it I've archived. I, I put it in the trash bin now. But I I just thought I thought it was worth bringing up. You know, of course, we talk about how great Apple is, and and people wonder if you know Cliff's just turning into this ultra super you know geeky fanboy. And I will say I love the Mac. I love Apple. But when Apple does it, something that bothers me, I'm not afraid to say it. And this week they bothered me. Yeah, no, I was bothered. It's silly. Bothered. All right. So anyway, so this document requires a new ver- newer version of Pages. That that that's my deal. Okay. Right. What's up? What's new? Well, the uh, the Apple TV is now finally shipping in the people's hands, and our, our friends at iFixit uh, tore it down, and uh, it's made of iPads. <laughs> it's made of iPads. Tell me what that means. <laughs> it means. Much like Soyant Green. No. Um, they've opened it up, and uh, they found a couple interesting things. Uh, they, they knew that the A4 processor was in there, but it's the same A4 processor as the iPad and the new iPod Touch, which has an integrated uh, 8 gigs of memory inside of it. Okay. Uh, it also, yeah, it also has the same Broadcom, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, FM chip as the iPad, and uh, the same amount of RAM at 256. So... Wait, go go back just a second again. So it's, it's got eight gigabytes, eight gigabytes of storage inside. Eight gigs of storage inside the unit. Mm-hmm. All right, this is good. Okay, the A4, the A4 processor. Well, I got the A4. No, I, okay. I didn't expect that to be any different than the than the one that they put in the iPad and the. Right, it's the, got a lot of the same guts though. The same uh, Wi-Fi chip. So, so did you say anything about you say say something about the chip again? Because how did you say that? 
It's the same processor. No. It's, it's, oh, the, the chips got RAM built into it. No, the 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 um. You said something else. I can't remember what you just said. A Wi-Fi Bluetooth FM chip. That's it. So it's gonna have FM radio in it. No, well, no, it's it can. The same chip. Yeah, yeah. They can enable it if they wanted to, but they probably won't. Okay. But uh, yeah. So it's got it's got eight gigs of storage, which uh, is probably for streaming mainly. But uh, you know, you could easily store a couple apps on that. And uh, it is confirmed it does run iOS four point one. Mm-hmm. A special customized version running an app called um oh man i can't remember what it is now uh yeah but anyway they, they, it's funny though because someone hacked the app that's on the apple tv yeah and uh got it running on an ipod touch nice yeah which is kind of funny so well that yeah would, it's, that would it's, be it's, cool if you could actually run the apple tv on your on your ipad yeah it's called low tide is the name of the app low tide uh, Low tide, yeah, and actually they got it running on. Uh, so they got run on an, an iPad too. So it could it could come to the iPad. I mean, I, I don't see why not. But yeah, and Steve Jobs has said that you know if it you know when the time is ready or if they need to you know they can fire up an app store for the i the iPad. Uh, the Steve iPhone. said that. Apple TV. Yeah, someone email him. Nice. You know, I, I'm wondering why they don't. I mean, obviously, there's reasons why, but uh, you know, they could just create a dock for dock for the iPad and just put the HDMI on the back of it, and you're good to go, right? Yeah, yeah. I guess the advantage is you don't have to do that. You know, if it's a device that's always sitting on your counter. Yeah, but if you have an iPad and you're really not going to be using the iPad all that much while you're watching TV, I'm just saying. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but, the, but uh, yeah, here's the thing, though, Cliff. That there's the Roku box. Yes, I heard about this thing. It already has apps. The price is lower. It starts at fifty nine dollars, and um, they just announced that Hulu Plus is coming to uh, the Roku box. Okay. So if you're a Hulu Plus person, that's that's cool. So not that I would pay for Hulu Plus because I already get those channels, but right. But, yeah, I, I think Roku for the price is a better buy. So Personal. Roku is $59. They have Netflix and they have um, Hulu Plus. Amazon. And they have Amazon Unbox. Okay. So you can you know rent uh, movies, buy TV shows, and they'll probably do renting TV shows here soon. But uh, it's funny, man. A lot, of, a lot of the cable, like Time Warner Cable, President just came out against the whole iTunes subscription model for TV shows. So is NBC. You know, these guys are... are, are scared because they think it's going to devalue uh, their content. But I'll tell you what, man, most people already feel that a TV show is worth zero dollars because they don't pay for it anyway when it comes into their TV for quote unquote free. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I think they'll all come around to the rental model. Personally, I'd rather have an all you can eat model. You know, if Hulu Plus, you know, got more channels, I would be more than happy to do it. I, I, I would love to pay, you know, 10, even 20 bucks a month for all those and get rid of cable. Yeah, but uh, Netflix actually just signed a deal with NBC Universal to offer a lot of their shows. Uh, well, you know, shows from like sci-fi, like Battlestar Galactica. You know, the whole series is going to be on streaming. Um, you know, all Thirty Rock and things like that, and also some of their some of the NBC shows, if not all the NBC shows, will be available for streaming on Netflix the day after. Sweet. So, see, you that, know. in my opinion, that's what needs to happen. It, it you know, all these all these networks, all these TV shows. It all has to have next day availability. I mean, and mm-hmm. I'm talking about like you know by six a.m. in the morning, it's it's available to start streaming. And see, uh, 
everybody wants um, a-, a la carte, which sounds great. But also on the flip side, you know, you pay this price and you get all these channels. You don't watch all the channels, but small niche channels like you know, let's see, Planet Green or um, you know, History. Well, I mean, not History Channel, but some some of the smaller niche channels wouldn't exist because their viewership isn't nearly as high and it wouldn't get as much money. Yep. So well, that, here here's what I'm saying is is if your network's not going to get it so much money, then maybe that means the quality is not there to keep the interest of the people, and so therefore, you know, uh, maybe maybe we'll start funneling more and more money into the places that do great stuff. Yeah, I mean, and so, someone uh, in our chat room could, says, uh, "I don't like renting shows at 99 cents per view adds up so quickly." And you know what? I I did the math. I, I tried to think of what shows on cable that I that I absolutely have to have. Mm-hmm. And let, let, you know, let's say like a season of Warehouse Thirteen is fourteen dollars. Yeah. Okay. And you know, within a yeah, sure that first payment's going to be bad, but you know what? Over the course of a year, it's a lot cheaper. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Well, the, my th- my thing is in, in this idea of batching channels together and, and networks and all this stuff. It's like, look look at how we go to the movies. You know, I, people complain, you know, 14, you know, 14, 15 dollars for warehouse for a season of Warehouse 13. I don't know about you, but I spend that much to go see one or one hour or a, a one and a half hour movie. Yeah. You Especially know. if it's in 3D, you're going to pay, you know, 16 bucks. Well, heck, I I spend nearly that much for pop and a and and a popcorn bowl. <laughs> That's why I sneak my own food in. So I mean, it's, Actually, it's, I it, when you think about it, I mean, it's it's not that bad. I, the only thing I don't like about the okay, a couple things. I th- I think that Hollywood, I think movies, you know, they make it or break it based upon how good they are. People get hear reviews and stuff like that, and and movies that aren't great. Guess what? They don't make any money. And so you know what that does? It puts pressure on the people creating a movie to do what? To create a really good movie. Or and, to create a movie that that appeals to the lowest common denominator. Right. So yeah, the, the, there's a flip side to it too. You know, you have a bunch of crap movies that, you know, are like, you know, you'd have a, a ton of Michael Bay movies that make a ton of cash, but are really, really not very good movies when it when it comes down to like plot, character development, and things like that. They're just full of explosions in America. You know, heck yeah, the kind of stuff. You know, you, you wouldn't have your your small independent films. You know, so I I see both sides of the coin on on all this. You know, pr- pretty much I'm just cheap, and uh, any way I can do to reduce my my bill, ultimate bill, would would be great. And uh, I don't know, I think I could cut the cable right now and be okay. I I would probably I'd probably feel a little bit of pain, but it probably would be better for me. I probably would get more done. <laughs> yeah, I'd probably read more books and have a a more fulfilling life very nice hey just want to let you know uh update on my kindle i am still reading that thing like crazy it's Uh, good man it is unbelievable how much i've read since i guess it's been two weeks now since i've had my kindle and uh we talked about this i i've got the girl with the dragon tattoo on my kindle app on my ipad yeah try to try to read it i wanted to play angry birds yep (laughs) or i wanted to you know check my twitter feed or it's just it, it just it it does too much, and my ADD filled computer brain mm-hmm. needs to consume massive amounts of data from all sorts of places. And yeah. uh, you know, if I had a Kindle, or it'd be great because I know that if I had a Kindle, all I could do is read that. Yeah, yeah. You 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 leave 
you leave the iPad in your wife's hand or you leave it down in the studio, you take the Kindle with you and yeah. yeah. I, it, it's like a, <laughs> it's like the first time I went to Las Vegas. All my friends thought my head was going to explode because of all the sensory overload there was. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's awesome, man. You, you're just consuming books left and right on the Kindle. I am. I Unbelievable. In fact, if, if anybody's interested, check out twitter.com slash Cliff's Kindle. Okay. Twitter.com slash Cliff's Kindle. Oh, do you know you can get uh, either Scrabble or Words with Friends on the Kindle? No, I was just, I do know that, but I'm I'm avoiding it. Okay. Hello. Did we just not have this conversation? No. All right. Well, let, let's uh, let's shift gears, and we're we're, we're going to talk about. We just got done talking about the Kindle. We're going to talk about another uh, Apple competitor, I guess you could say, um, and that's Rim, uh, who introduced the Playbook this week, the BlackBerry tablet. Uh, did they introduce it, or did they just throw out a flashy they video? It. They announced it, and the the guy had it. The, the CEO Mike. Lazardus held it in his hand. Of course, he said it comes with uh, one gigahertz of RAM. So, you know, <laughs> I put a lot of faith in what he says. But uh, <laughs> they announced that the Playbook, which sounds like Playboy, but anyway, um, if you say it or look at it fast enough, uh, the tablet will utilize an OS created by the recently acquired QNX. Uh, it's going to be a, a Linux type based um, OS. It'll offer full OpenGL and POSIX support, which is just Unix support. And uh, HTML5. Now, here's the interesting thing. Uh, and I've seen pictures of it. I've seen it in people's hands. It's small. It's a 7-inch tablet, same size as the uh, upcoming Samsung Tab. Um, thing is, though, it's got some pretty impressive hardware. It's a 1024 by 600 uh, multi-touch display, a Cortex-A9 dual-core 1 gigahertz processor. Okay. Which, it's an ARM processor. You know, the, the, uh, the, A4, the Apple A4 chip is based off the A8 architecture. This is the A9 architecture and it's dual core. Uh, has one gig of RAM, a three megapixel front facing camera and a five megapixel rear lens. And uh, there'll be video conferencing. And uh, it looks like there's 16 and 32 gigs. It'll also be capable of 1080p video and it comes equipped with an HDMI port as well as micro USB, Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, kitchen sink, and a uh, makes fries for the kids. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. The OS... I'm not a big fan of BlackBerry. I they're terrible. It's, I mean, people who love them love them, but you know, like today, like uh, this week, I had to set Emily's company up. I set them all on Google Apps, you mm-hmm. know, like email and stuff like that in the calendar. I'm not going to switch them over to the docs yet, but um, a couple of the guys have Blackberries. So I'm like, oh, I'll just put in the uh, you know, just like my phone, I'll go into the mail settings, put in the IMAP server stuff, boom, bam, good to go. No, that's not how it works. You have to like log into this proprietary interface for the carrier and put in the uh you know the email address and it was just a huge pain i ended up just downloading the gmail app for the blackberry and putting in their information but uh yeah it the, the os looks pretty good it looks like a kind of a mashup of web os and the blackberry os so we'll see i i really don't think it's gonna make a dent and people are like oh it's better than the ipad you know what it comes out in 2011 mm-hmm. beginning of 2011 no price set the thing is, though, the playbook's not going to be competing against the iPad that you and I have. It's going to be competing against the next one that's going to come out next year, yeah. which I guarantee is going to be awesome. Yes, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna put all the things in that it sh- that we all thought it should have had this time, but they chose not to put in so that we would buy another one 
that yep. time. And Brian, Brian in our chat room brings up a good point. He goes, I'm still amazed how nobody dented the tablet market for a decade. And that's true. You know, um, Bill Gates was out promoting the tablet with the little, you know, pen and all that kind of stuff. But it never really made a big splash. And now that the iPad comes out, everybody's like, oh, you know, we'll put, we'll put a mobile browser, you know, a mobile OS on this thing. We'll make it this big. No keyboard, no stylus, use your finger. It's just, it kills me. Yeah. Well, hey, it's all about innovation. The thing is, the my question is this. Is there any place in the world that you can go right now and buy a tablet device like the iPad, um, you know, out there, anywhere? No. I mean, there's like these junky Android Chinese tablets that like they sell at Kmart, but they're they're terrible. Okay. Yeah, I mean, so, there's still nothing. You know, the iPad's been out since... April, March, and, and there's nothing, nothing, nothing close to it. And and I remember how you know all these other you know the remember the was it the BlackBerry Storm that was the iPhone killer? Yeah, <laughs> that phone was terrible, man. I'm just saying, you know. So so I, I I'll believe it when I see it. I, exactly. I, I mean, it, the, the con. Believe me, the concept videos look really really cool. Oh yeah. But we all and, and that's you know that that is what really separates. Apple from everybody else. And that's why Apple always keeps things so secret. Everybody's like, Apple, why don't they just tell people what they're doing? That's the thing. BlackBerry unleashes this tablet. Oh, it's awesome. You know, you can't get it for like sometime in 2011. And we're not sure what the price is going to be. You know, when Apple demos something, the only exception was with the iPhone when it first came out. But typically when Apple announces something, it's like, and it's coming out at the end of next month and it's going to be 199 bucks and we're going to have things out for you guys to play with it. They wait until the product is ready. It's not, they don't really do a whole lot of vaporware type stuff, if ever. Yeah. And that's why I love that company. I'm sure there's tons of products they could have announced in the past that never, ever would have seen the light of day. It's just not their style. Very cool stuff. I, I You know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing some real competition in the tablet space. Don't get me wrong. I'm 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 eager to see some things that really turn the fire up because I I really want to see the next version of the iPad mm-hmm. not just be one step further in right. the right direction. I want to see it reach its potential. And that's you know that's the thing. It took a while for handset makers and stuff to get near you know to get near and and in some aspects eclipse the iPhone. And you know we we see things like the Droid X uh, with Android and you know in some aspects I think. The Droid does things better than the iPhone, but you know, honestly, it's still. I would still prefer the iPhone. What's the latest on Windows Phone Seven? Has that come out yet? Comes out at the end of October, first part of November, depending on if you're in, you know, Europe or in the United States. And for everything I see about it, it I think it's going to be cool. I re- I hate to say it because Windows, like six and all, I used to have a, a PDA, and I think you did too. I used to have a uh, a Dell um, Axiom uh, PDA. Mm-hmm. which I actually liked, but it had a start button and, you know, phones shouldn't have start buttons. But, uh, I you know, everything, everything I've seen, all the all the demos and walkthroughs and stuff, it's really, really kind of barren. It's very, very simple. But I, I think it's cool looking. I, I think it's going to be a neat, you know, they're taking a page out of Apple. Shocker. Um, but I, I think it's... Uh, some of the and not not on the look and feel. The look and feel is completely different than anything else I've ever seen. Um, but you know things like it's not going to have cut and paste right away. Uh, the app store is going to be curated. Um, you know things things like that. Uh, the the what's nice though is the development environment. 
um, from what I've heard, it uses Visual Studio and C Sharp and, and some of the XNA type stuff. And it's from what I've been told from people I know who can develop for both, uh, it would be much easier to develop for the Windows Phone. Hmm. So, well, we'll see. Um, I wonder if it comes with blue screen of death. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, my, I, have you ever had your phone crash? Uh, yeah. Yeah, and not not like crash, like go. I mean, there's no spinning beach ball, but not like I've, a kernel panic or anything. Like that. I, I don't know if I've ever. No, it's never said kernel panic, but I've had it lock. I've had it lock up. Yeah, yeah. I've had it freeze up to where no button on the top or the bottom alone would do anything, and holding it down and trying to do the whole close the app thing didn't work. You'd just have to hold both buttons in and do a hard reset. Well, someone in the chat room said I was complaining about a curated app store. I'm not. I think it's a good thing. Really. Yeah, yeah, I, I have no problem with how Apple does the App Store, and I have no problem. With I it. have no Some problem. <clears throat> I I don't think I have a problem right now with the way that it's being handled right now. Although I don't have personal experience, but I will tell you what: a curated App Store uh, a year and a half, two years ago, it sucked. Yeah, well, you, yeah, you had, sucked raw eggs. Um, you had a hard time getting your app approved, and then the app one app got rejected. Right? Yeah, yeah, my version two of my app got rejected, and they're like. You know, I don't know, probably three or four hundred apps that are just like mine. Have you got, been to the Android app store? Have I? No, I have not. It is like a flea market. It's like probably it's probably <laughs> like the old Handango or the uh, old uh, Palm. It is. It is a cornucopia that. of IP violations, to quote Merlin Mann. Um, <laughs> you, you'll see like, you know, uh, Family Guy soundboards and all just this. Just crap, and uh, you know what? If, if that's how, if, if that, if that is what uh, openness and freedom is, they can, they can have it. Well, I'm happy. I'm happy with my, with my, with my uh, I, cool games on my phone and all that good stuff. I totally understand the benefit of having a curated store to keep you from, you know, getting things that just are obviously going to break your phone. I, I get that. But, you know, what if I really want a Family Guy soundboard? I mean, I mean, I don't. But but let's just say I did. Let's just say that would be the one thing that would just be the coolest thing for me. What's, well, then you have a choice when you when you decide to buy phones. Well, the, the thing is, though, is, is that you want a phone that's cool and, and operates the way you want it to. Uh, you know, the, the, it's just frustrating because I, I, I still I feel... Uh, a little bit of a, a twinge. It's kind of like there's a there's this bruise that will never go away with the way that I got treated by the Apple Store. Sorry. So it it, it just you know they they rejected my app twice and and I've got you know I've got an old version in there and I can't find I can't track my app developer down anymore. I mean he was a college kid just doing this for for some fun and I paid him six hundred bucks and and. Uh, he created some upgrades and and stuff like that, and Apple shut it down. And I'm like, yeah. whatever. They probably approve it now. I oh yeah, they would. The only thing is though, is is that the way this was all done, um, you know, that my app is in under his quote unquote business name, and uh, I can't get him to resubmit it. Oh yeah. I sent him a message a long time ago. Hey, they they've let up the uh, guidelines. Uh, would you mind resubmitting? He's oh yeah, that's great. I'll do that. And uh, that was three months ago. Uh, yeah. So do you, do you hear do you hear this? It's getting it's getting louder. What is that? Our yeah. next story. What is that? The greatest game ever for the iPhone, Angry Birds. 
Just got updated last night. I am so glad to announce that I have not played that game once. <laughs> it's good. It's good that you don't because it's it's like it's phone crack. Uh, yeah, Angry Birds, the best uh, 99 cent app ever made, ever, ever. Uh, tons of levels. Um, you know, each level, ha- each each story has like 45 levels and uh, they just released another 15 last night they also updated it for the retina display and uh, they also have made it uh, compatible with game center so now i have 20 out of the 43 achievements for 200 points and game center is awesome because uh another one of my favorite games fruit ninja (laughs) i feel like an idiot saying these these titles of these games uh fruit ninja 99 cents great app uh, just got updated with multiplayer support over Game Center. So now you can play against your friends and against people. There's leaderboards. There's all sorts of good stuff. And uh, man, I'm really just loving Game Center, and I cannot wait for it to come out on the iPad because uh, I play games 10 times more than I do uh, on my console, on my Xbox. Well, I I finally gave up on Wii Rule. Uh, I, got the, I got to the highest level that you could attain level 30 and it got extremely boring and then they added five new levels and i'm like whatever i'm done (laughs) i'm like you don't give me the ability to go battle other people's kingdoms i'm out of here this is see let's see what else we got here Uh, zen bound 2 is a good game that's uh got that um pocket frogs i don't eh, whatever it's free but you can yeah, uh, I, got, I, did get a, I did get a cool game for my iPad the other day uh, called Real Golf 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't play golf in real life, but I like playing video game golf. And uh, this real golf game is uh, it's made by um, one of those guys with the, with the game loft. You know, they, they make copies of other people's games, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they have like a Halo ripoff and things like that. Uh, their golf game is pretty good, though. Um, it was on sale not too long ago. I think it's like $6.99 or something right now. Um, but it's a good game. So, yeah, I'm loving my iPad. I just uh, I, I don't use it as as much as I did. It's it's a desk companion. It's like a chumby right now. A lot of times when I'm sitting here at my desk, which is kind of cool too. Uh, but uh, I did download VLC for it. Yeah, which is the video player. And how's that working out? It worked out really well. Um, I downloaded a <laughs> a piece of video content uh, from the interwebs. Uh, I won't say what it is. He's bound down. And um, it was in some kind of crazy format. And I didn't have... I wanted to watch it. And I was rendering video. I'm getting ready to render some video on my on my computer. So uh, I downloaded VLC. And what's cool is inside iTunes, certain apps, you can load up documents for that app. And for that app only. And VLC was one of them. So you just drag and drop uh, the video content into this little section in iTunes. And it'll just sync that for you. And uh, it did. It, I like it. VLC is awesome. It's free. It, if you have video content that you don't want to transcode, um, it, it'll play it, and it, it plays it great. So that's good to hear. Thumbs up. Sweet. Well, hey, um, our did did we talk about this last week? The fact that our sites were hacked here at GSPN.TV. Uh, you may have mentioned it, but it's, it doesn't hurt mentioning it again. Well, I, I just want to bring it up. Of course, uh, luckily, nothing's happened since the two attacks about, it was a week and a half ago. And um, one of the things that I, f- I think I failed to mention, and I think it's worth mentioning here on Help I Got a Mac, is that uh, what th- what happened was they, they inserted some code into every PHP file on my GoDaddy server. Uh, it was basically the, it was an exploit of, I guess, Linux 
uh, servers. So basically there's something in the Linux OS that they were able to exploit um, and do it across, every, it was literally thousands of sites on GoDaddy. Mm. And um, of course, GoDaddy lies, comes back and tells me somebody's got, you know, somebody had access to my username and password uh, or my my uh, FTP password and that I need to go and change everything. Uh, so they wanted to know that it was my fault, uh, <laughs> which I already know it's not because uh, I know that these hackers don't have, you know, everybody on GoDaddy's passwords. Anyway, um, one of the, what had happened though is the code was was such that when you come to when you would come to gspn.tv, it would show you our site for about two seconds, and then it would forward you off to another site that says, "Hey, you have a potential virus here. You're 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 vulnerable to malware attack. Uh, please click here to scan. You know your 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 hard drive." And of course, you know, when you're browsing on the iPad or the iPhone or your Mac computer, and then all of a sudden these Windows operating system windows come up and and show you that it's running your, you know, your your virus scan and it's showing you the uh, Windows version of my computer and everything. Uh, it, it's pretty darn obvious that, that this is not real. But it just reminds me, it's like, wow, I, I forgot how much it sucked to use Windows. Because, <laughs> number one, I'm not even used to seeing pop-up Windows. And it's like, wow, yeah. Man, yeah, I, I spent all weekend moving Emily's company over to, like I said, over to Google. And they all have Windows. And it's Windows you know, XP on these old Dell machines. And, you know, it, I consider them... The typical Windows user, yeah, know, like yeah, p- people who would go into a store say, "Hey, this computer's three hundred and fifty bucks, four hundred bucks. I'm going to buy it because it's cheaper than you know the six ninety nine Mac, right?" Yep. Um, and I need a computer. I need to get on the internet. So their computers were so gummed up with just junk, and and they had like uh, no lie, man. Uh, one well, one of the girls there had like. Six toolbars in her, in her Internet Explorer. It was, it was, it was like, you know, like you open up the window and it was like, you know, four inches of, of toolbars. You know, like, oh, come on. It's like the guy with a motorcycle helmet that never wipes off all the bugs. Yeah, exactly. So it, it's it's funny. Uh, you know, Emily's like, God, I'd love to just have a Mac. And uh, one one of the bosses, Mark, was like, man, I should just start bringing my Mac in here. Like if you guys switch to Mac, I'll totally be your IT guy, and it would be super easy because it's like you know, there's like four ways to fix a Mac, and that's it. But uh, oh man, it was painful, and no one ever deleted any any messages out of their inbox. So I was, I was transferring no Lycliffe in excess of of maybe two thousand, three thousand, up to five thousand emails up to Google. I think when I was all said and done, it was about twenty thousand email messages got transferred to Google over the weekend. That's crazy. It was great. Uh, <laughs> hey, we got- now, they're on, now they're on it. They're all using, you know, they, they were all using, um, what's that program? Outlook Express. Yeah. Which is terrible. Yeah. Uh, they have all switched over now to Thunderbird because um, I like it better than Windows Live Mail. <laughs> and, and they actually like it. They, they, they think it's pretty cool. And, you know, their contact list and stuff is all syncing up to to Google you know they, they think it's neat it's like the, the, their mind is blown at the changes they make if they go home and log in 
to their gmail.com and because you can go to gmail.com and just use your full full password now yeah. um if you do that and you know they're like so if i delete something on here and delete it off my computer i'm like yeah like oh that's so cool so it's right. just now, jo- Justin Hughes is in our chat room, and he's saying something I've I've really not heard of before. But he says it's here's one major issue, though. It's well documented that Macs can be hacked easily using Flash. If someone writes a keylogger slash rootkit data stealer that runs silently silently in the background, how would any Mac user know? And he. Basically, has a link to an Engadget story from March twenty seventh, two thousand eight. And it says, "Okay, yeah, that's the whole pwn own thing." Yeah, we talked yeah. about that a long, long time ago. Yeah, and is that still an issue? I mean, and has anybody ever done anything on it? No. Exploit code, presumably via crossover cable. Oh, uh, a lot of those. He's controlled the computer. Doesn't say how he did it. Right. You know, here's the thing, but, man. But, I don't. But this is the one where they actually. This is the one where they paid people to 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 hack, right? And 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 I think I, I do remember covering that story. Gosh, that was a long time ago. But I, I I think I remember saying they had to actually have access to your computer. I don't remember it being exploited through just a you know a, a site that you visit that has flash and boom they've got they've pwned your computer yeah do you nope no i don't know i justin I, the only the only the only hacking trojan payload type stuff i've ever heard about uh that existed in the wild and that's the important thing to, to be here the, in the wild uh was certain people who installed copies of um like iwork from an iLife from yes. places like the Pirate Bay. Yes, I do you know, remember they, they, that. Yeah, they were putting payloads inside the uh, the uh, the thing. Yeah. But yeah. here's the thing, man. Um, it's all behavior based too. You know, I don't go to any sites that would that would even do this. So yeah, for me, it's not a big deal. You know, well, I didn't run, I didn't run virus software on my Windows machine when I had it, and I didn't run you know virus software on my Mac. Thing is, a worms that. Just kind of travel the internets, regardless. I call it internets on purpose. Uh, you know, th- there was a time that you could take a, a, a brand new Windows XP machine out of the box, mm-hmm. put it on the internet, and the blaster worm would get it. You didn't have to go anywhere; it would just be on the network. It just it would just hit it. You know that kind of stuff. I don't hear about happening on the Mac. Well, and I don't hear about it happening on Windows 7 either. So. Yeah, Justin is saying Flash ads are now delivering viruses. If, if you have a story to link to where somebody has been on a Mac that has had a virus because of a Flash ad, I would love to see that because I, I, I still I don't understand how how a virus. I mean, just with the security of of how the Mac works and the password. And this phone own story is two years old too. Yeah, yeah. Not so. that not that discount what he says, but no, I no uh, I. I would think if if this was a a, a huge problem, we, we would have heard about it. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, and, and I've not heard of anybody. I've never met anybody ever. And of course, you know, with the the amount of time that we've been podcasting, and and all the other people that I know that podcast about Mac, uh, never have I ever met or heard of a single person ever that has a Mac that has been hacked that has a virus or has anything. 
So, and, and, and I've never read a story outside of the one that he linked to there in 2008, which I, th- I do remember covering. And I think if I'm not mistaken, uh, he had to be there. And I remember that was our point is like, listen, you know, the guy's got to be here to do the thing. And, uh, he, and then he's got to be here to actually get the data to do something with it. Um, so, but, uh, yeah. Hmm. The last yeah. Mac virus that was proven to propagate was the auto start worm in 1998. And that was way before I ever, Apple was even on my Yeah, that radar. was OS, OS 7, 5, 8, 1 days. Yeah. Which there was a handful of viruses out for that. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's two things. Uh, and, and really the whole like security through obscurity thing, I think is, is getting less and less relevant by the day. Because let's be honest, if there was a, a real virus that came out that targeted Max that that happened. Mm-hmm. Remember, like, remember when Code Red came out? No. And the, you don't remember the Code Red virus, like for Windows? No. What was it? No. It got named after the Code Red uh, Mountain Dew. Oh. Um. Yeah, it just crashed a bunch of computers and stuff. Uh, this was like ten years ago. Here's the thing: if someone made a virus that really, really wreaked havoc on Mac users, who you know they know they don't they don't use virus software, they're you know people who buy Macs are supposedly you know, amateur computer users using an amateur machine, you know, they don't do real work or anything like that. If I was a virus writer and could write a virus to capture all these Mac users who have more income, by the way, typically, than, uh, than, than your typical PC buyer, wow, wouldn't you be like the guy who like brags about that all the time? You know what I mean? Wouldn't there be like some bragging rights and being the person that brought down all these Macs? Yeah, you don't hear about it. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think that as soon as as soon as a virus would be out, we would hear about it immediately. Yes. And we and, and we would be able to do things. And Justin says, for example, uh he, he says uh the let let's see here, and could be disabled turn turn off. Anyway, uh for example, remember that virus scan that happened on your site while you were browsing your iPad on a Windows machine that would have installed a malware. Uh unless yes, exactly. That that's my point is that you know, Windows has this ability to install software without a password. And it's my understanding that on a Mac, you can't install anything on my computer without a password. That's true. Yeah, and it's, it's a lot like user access control is on, on Windows 7. It would have had to say, hey, we need, you know, you have malware on your computer. Please enter in your password so that we can actually install this software to run, to scan this for you. Yeah, it's funny, man. I just, it, it, I have seen those, those boxes pop up uh, that look like a Windows box. Like you got spyware, you know. And a lot of people, cl- you know, fall for it and click for it, click on it. Yep. Especially like older people. And uh, you know, you see, especially those especially, especially a family-run insurance agency right down the road from my house that happens yeah. to be somewhere closely related to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just glad they weren't browsing GSPN.TV. The you know during the two hours that my site was was uh, had that code on it because I have no doubt that they would have actually clicked to run the software yeah anyway but you know whatever (laughs) i i I just you know i i I still feel like you know windows i do give microsoft credit for uh for making windows 7 a lot more secure yeah anyway and security and giving away security essentials cool hey let's turn to a voicemail feedback let's see what we got here on the hi this is john wilkerson from the podcast and this message is for help i got a mac and I was wondering what your opinion was on the new 
BlackBerry Playbook that was just announced <laughs> on September 27th. Listen it looks like today. it's got a lot of the features that people were looking for in the iPad, uh, front and rear-facing cameras, uh, does flash. Uh, you can actually pair it with your BlackBerry so that you can get all the uh, standard push notifications and everything. And uh, on the enterprise side, it actually works quite well with the uh, BlackBerry Enterprise server. So I was wondering what your thoughts were on this new device that BlackBerry is, uh, at RIM rather, is releasing the BlackBerry Playbook. You can look up information on it at blackberry.com slash playbook. Thanks a lot, guys. I uh, love the podcast. Bye. You know, Listen I- to today's show. Yeah, listen to today's Rewind show. Rewind it. Well, no, actually, um, he brought up some different things. He he talked about. Yeah. He says it play it it works really well with enterprise. How does he know that? Uh, they, I think they said something about BlackBerry Enterprise Server, okay. and which which actually it, BlackBerry Enterprise Server. This is going to get a little inside baseball here, but I've actually built one of these, so I, I have working knowledge of a BlackBerry Enterprise Server. What a BlackBerry Blackberries are very interesting, uh, because here's how they work. You check your email. It actually talks to a server in Canada. Um, how it gets your mail is that the BlackBerry Enterprise server that sits at your at your location, or you can get one hosted, latches in directly into your Exchange server, which is made by Microsoft, and it it's like the industry standard for email and syncing and all that kind of stuff. Okay. The BlackBerry Enterprise server gets the messages and facilitates the connection between it, your mail, and BlackBerry servers in Canada. So when you get your mail, you're not really getting it from your mail server. You're getting it from your BlackBerry Enterprise server who's getting it, who's sending it to the servers in Canada. Which is why uh, when things happen at BlackBerry, at RIM, you know, when their servers go down, which happened a couple times uh, a year or two ago, everybody's affected in the whole wide world on their email. Right. But uh, it's cool. I mean, um, you know, it, it's fast. You know, a BlackBerry Enterprise server is neat because you can do all sorts of administration type stuff, remote wiping and locking it down and things like that. And you have a central point for your security. But, you know, Active Sync is very similar uh, for people who can use that too. So, Very cool. Well, you know, it's inside baseball. I still, at this point, I think it would be nice if you could run Flash. Um, you know, I'm start. I mean, we're slowly getting everything HTML5 uh, compli- compliant so that it'll run on browsers without the use of Flash. But uh, there's still a couple things that you know I, I rely on Flash for. I rely on Flash for our live stream here for GSPN.TV mm-hmm. uh, using Ustream. They haven't come out with an HTML5 compatible version yet. Um, and then, of course, the chat room has changed, so that's working in JavaScript now, which works great. Yay! Uh, but I still need a, you know, and, and I know people keep emailing me all the time with all the uh, the latest and greatest in these HTML5 players, but uh, even even so, I think the, the issue there is the, the whole MP3 deal. You know, 99.9% of all podcasts in audio are released as an mp3 file and i think uh some browsers will work with an html5 player playing uh an mp3 from what i understand but not all browsers will and Mm -hmm. and the the actual standard that they will do is if you're in i think the og vorbis oh gosh 
you know and it's like i'm not gonna only, go only neck beards use that so and like <laughs> well the thing is it's, it's it's an open standard versus yeah you know the thing and so it's like you know i just don't know i have to quote merlin man merlin man but uh yeah man here's here's the funny thing yeah we still got time right it's like four minute loop or something yeah go ahead uh when the ipad first came out uh you were like you know i I need flash and blah. You know, it, it, a lot has changed in the past, you know, handful of months. And I'm sure a year from now, uh, you'll have no flash on your site at all. I hope not. I want by the end of the year. I want to completely eradicate all flash from my site. And I use uh, that. What's that program uh, for, for Chrome flash blocker or whatever it is. Love it. It's <laughs> open so much faster now. Hmm. It's fantastic. Nice. So it's like click the flash. Yeah. Anyway, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. Please tell some friends out there about HelpIGotAMac.com where they can come here and get all of their fix on the world of Apple and they can hear us complain about Apple from time to time. If they're, if they're, if they're out there and they said, you know what, I tried listening to these Mac podcasts, but man, these people are just, they just don't, they don't live in the real world. You know, you, you, you even listen to Cliff sit there and talk about how how uh, he defends the the fact that it's a safer computing computing environment on the Mac. Although Apple does suck some of the time. <laughs> Just saying. There's our title right there. You know what? Here's here's the thing. I learned this from BBC Butthead. Yeah. You can't have stuff that rules if you don't have stuff that sucks. <laughs> nice alright there you go my friends hey everybody we encourage you to call us give us some feedback ask your questions 859-795-4067 until next time we encourage you to join the community the community